The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. This episode of Podcast Beyond is brought to you by Squarespace, the easiest solution to web design around. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and use the offer code IGN for 10% off your order. Do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. 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 Yes, Beyond is the name of this podcast. This is episode 391. This is your number one PlayStation podcast in the world, the, according to metrics and statistics. <laughs> I'm your host, Max Scoville. <laughs> Joining me is Marty Sleeva. <laughs> What's going to happen? You can't get louder. That can't happen. And then Brian Altano. Oh. Hello. Hi, I'm Brian Altano. Brap, brap. Yeah. Oh, um, so we got a lot of cool stuff to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be really hard not to talk about Star Wars the entire time because Brian and I were in Star Wars Celebration, and uh, the weirdest thing happened while we were there. We turned into actual ten-year-olds. Yeah. For three days straight. <laughs> yeah, it isn't was, that weird? It That's, was really, really fun. It I seems I, unethical that they gave you a tattoo while you were an actual ten-year-old. They don't. Yeah, all the laws <laughs> were no longer legal, and ten-year-olds were able to drink and get tattoos yeah. and. <laughs> Um, no, it's, it was a really good time. I want to talk about that. Obviously, we will tie it into Star Wars Battlefront. We got to see the Celebration exclusive presentation there. Uh, wow, that's a, something worth being excited about, but also being sort of skeptical about at the mm-hmm. same time, mm-hmm. but also excited. Um, here's a fun thing for people who don't have a PlayStation Vita yet. You might get a chance to get a new PlayStation Vita, which is a brand new... Different design that's sort yeah. of similar but kind of different. Maybe. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that. Uh, yeah. It has some interesting components to it too. And then of course there's the big old just the, the I, I don't know how you consider this a leak. Uh, this is a massive. This is too big to call it a leak. This is like when a pipe bursts. Mm-hmm. Um, Mass Effect Four. Uh, someone asked was was taking a survey. Uh, like one of those consumer surveys, and it was like, what would you want to see in Mass Effect 4? And then they outline the entire premise of the game. It's like, <laughs> they don't give us that much information when we go preview games. This is like, yeah. this is the full synopsis, and I guess they had to kind of vote on what, you know, what yeah. they liked or didn't like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same exact thing happened with Dragon Age Inquisition, which originally was it called Dragon Age 3 Inquisition, but I guess the focus group said that the number three made it seem, you know, less interesting to them or something. <laughs> oh, focus groups. Because um, the naming convention for that series has never worked, but uh, yeah, there's that. And then, of course, there is Bethesda sending out their E3 conference invite. It's coming soon. It's what? coming. It's already, we're already here. Eight weeks away. Could Oh, that's so, so tiring. That's spooky, right? Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so should we uh, should we open up with some Star Wars? Yeah, let's open up with Star Wars. I, I felt really bad because I had to, to sit at home and watch as you guys were having fun and making mm-hmm. videos and just uh, overall being in a place of happiness, Sure, yeah. which to we be, don't really get. To be fair, you actually, the interesting thing was when you work a show like this, um, which I imagine a lot of our audience hasn't done, but I'm sure a lot of our audience has wanted to go to a convention or a, a celebration of sorts like this. Um, there's the... There's like being in the room and being there, and then there's like coming back from home and hearing what everybody else saw. Mm-hmm. And they're two very different stories. And for us to like, I came back and I heard about the Billy D. Williams panel, and I heard about the Carrie Fisher panel, and how she kissed a guy. And like, we missed all that because we weren't we weren't in lines for panels. We were running around the show, kind of like capturing the energy of of the people there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that like you know, there's 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 pros and cons of working. <laughs> Of working, Come. So, Come. <laughs> of working something like this because uh, you get to see everything. But on the flip side, people who were watching the live stream saw so much more. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually – I'm split. I'm jealous of them, but I'm also really, really happy we got to go. Yeah, I mean there's a there's the – so I know I was never into Disney as a kid. Like I was never mm-hmm. just a Disney kid. And I think the reason for that – it just kind of occurred to me is I didn't have a VCR in my house until I was like – 10 or 11. Oh, so you yeah. only saw movies if they were on TV? Basically yeah, on TV do or in theaters. And we had like broadcast you know, TV. And yeah. they don't re- Disney never really shows stuff. They occasionally do. But like, Mm-mm. you know, I saw a handful of Disney movies in theaters. But a lot of kids who are like, who do have that, that were, childhood what nostalgia. Year, what year were you born? Uh, 86. 86. So yeah, so like late 80s, early 90s. And even like to an extent now, I think you see it more and more. Disney always talked about the vault. Yeah, which right. was it always just threatened like, you with the yeah. vault. Like, you better they, get it now. We're going to put it in the right. vault. Yeah, and they would take stuff and sort of just like put it out for a little bit mm-hmm. and then it would disappear. And you never, you can never turn on the TV and just see one of their films. It was really yeah, odd. Yeah, because they, they protect their, their brands like yeah. that. Um, but I mean, like, I know a lot of kids who are really crazy about Disney stuff is they're like, yeah, I had – you know, Lady and the Tramp, and I watched that every day when I got home from school in like kindergarten or whatever. And I didn't have that, but I, it occurred to me that what I the the first like the first thing I got once we had a VCR was the Star Wars trilogy. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of my well, now it is a Disney property. So that was kind of my my Disney kid thing. And in that sense, I've also I've also never been to a Disney theme park. So like I've never right like I've never people are like yeah you go there and you go you know see Space Mountain and you see all the different all your favorite characters and I'm like I never. I never grasped that, but yeah. I think that going to Star Wars Celebration for me was kind of – that was kind of my Disneyland yeah. in a weird way. Yeah, totally. Um, you get to surround yourself with all these people in costumes and you get to see all these toys and there's all this – there's all these big these big things. Like there's a you know AT-AT and there's a Rancor and you just get a to – A cantina? Yeah, we get to hang out at yeah. the cantina. Uh, it was just really, really fun. Um, and I kind of like – Brian, you and I were sitting in a hotel room watching the live stream and the, the trailer re- reveal on your phone. Mm-hmm. And after it finished, we like – we just started like tearing up. I, full, I was full on like crying. Yeah. We just were like hugging each other and we were just like – we were just – we were kids again. We were so excited. And I thought that was kind of going to be like a weird – I thought it was going to be like a peak, you know? I yeah. I thought it was going to be the high point. Uh, and it, it kind of happened all over again seeing Battlefront. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. So you guys yeah. got to see the presentation. We went that... into the presentation okay. and it was really – it was a little bit, a little bit tragic because the way they set it up, they had this awesome, huge booth that was set up like the, 
uh, Rebel briefing room from Return of the Jedi. Oh, that's awesome. So this huge kind of coliseum oh, yeah. setup. To, and they were, <laughs> with the circular table in the yeah, center with the projector so stuff cool. on it. Yeah, um, you expect like Akbar Mon Mothma to walk in, but they had just a dude in cargo shorts. They had, they had enlisted the <laughs> help of like some of the top people from Dolby to make this room specifically sound amazing. And it's, it's, it's very odd to me. I feel like they're going to take this room and they're going to bring it to other cons. Yeah, they have yes. to. Sort of like because that Evolve monster that was just yeah, everywhere. That yeah, that you just kept seeing everywhere, right? Um, because this, it just felt like way too much it, way too much fanfare to just keep something in a, in this circular tube that you had to wait in line to get into. Like, well, a mm-hmm. select group of people saw that, and you couldn't film it, and it's, it didn't leak anywhere. Like, that was an experience they created for Star Wars Celebration. I really respect that, too. Yeah, yeah um, me too. See, the thing is that I, I sort of tweeted something to this effect, but like – we do this for a living. Like, we go see video game presentations, and they're like, here's what we're working on. And more often than not, you have to be really skeptical because they're like, here's a vertical slice of the one part we finished that isn't broken, and here's something with no UI. And, like, I mean, I was in that presentation for Aliens Colonial Marines, and Randy Pitchford came out and was like, I'm a huge fan of this series. This is going to be a great time. Everyone get real excited. And we know how that turned out. <laughs> yeah. Um, in this case, you know um, – Dude from EA came out and he's like, "Hey, so here's what Dice is working on. Uh, they have been trying very hard to do everything really cool. Like they have been, they've had access access to Lucasfilm archives, like the uh, Lucasfilm's vault, basically, but it's full of literal actual aliens and props and spaceships and stuff. And they like basically 3D scanned everything they wanted to use. That's so cool. Uh, and what's really neat here is that, oh like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, like they were they, going in and taking photos of an ATST from every angle possible. The ones from the film, yeah, are yeah. like scanned and dropped into yeah. this game. Yeah. So like, there's they basically described it as there's no better way to actually recreate this. Like they right. didn't painstakingly do it hand by hand with with yeah. like from scratch. They were just they actually. Took models and, and – Yeah. It's going to look familiar to you if you've seen the movies a thousand so, times because this is the thing from yeah, the movie. Exactly. Yeah. And here's what's really interesting about it is that like everyone everyone loves the original trilogy. You know, There's one guy who's in the comments being like, I don't. Well, OK. That's great. Why are you listening <laughs> to me? Go away. Anyway. Um, also, what's tr- wrong trilogy. with you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> trilogy is great. And it's all because of the, like, the practical effects are mm-hmm. groundbreaking and incredible and wonderful. And they, like, they feel like a real, like a real place. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh, the prequels are all like CG and they kind of feel like you feel sort of detached. There's like mm-hmm. people who yeah. are acting with like yeah. Jar Jar I mean, and you're it, like, what are you? It's lifeless. It's yeah. all green screen, you know? What they did, what DICE did is they've got the Frostbite engine, which debatably could probably create stuff that looks better than episode one. Like yeah. that looks more realistic no, than the CG there, but it's interactive and it's functional. You know, arguably. Because Hayden um, Christensen won't be in the exactly. game. <laughs> but, like, what they're doing is they are recreating real-life practical physical effects using CG in a game. Yeah. Right. And what I love about it is there's got to be Which that, is nuts. that kind of – there's kind of that impulse to try and make things look cooler or look more futuristic or, like, more – I don't think realistic is the right word, but to try and, like – to try and video game them, you know, to yeah. try and really amp it up. But what's great here is that they're they're totally aping the look of 1983 special effects. Yep. And when you shoot a guy in Battlefront, it doesn't have like a super realistic smoke effect and like a ricochet or something. It has corny ass 1983 sparks. Yeah, yeah. which is so cool. And it's great. It is so cool. So what? it's and, it, and it's sort of like it. I I spent the whole weekend looking for the perfect. Uh, Scout Walker ATST yep. model for my desk, right? And I ended up going home and buying one. But w- when I saw one appear on screen, because this the, most of this demo takes place in Endor, okay. I saw one appear on screen. You remember the first time you see one in the movie, and it just it looks like this like drunk baby, the yeah. way it sort of like waddles, yeah, yeah, like yeah. it moves. It's a chicken they, walker. Yeah, they yeah. they totally nailed that. And I think Max is is onto something. Like there was this. 
sort of um, there was this cycle of sort of cynicism and redemption that I think has gone. It's permeated not just this game, but the entire franchise of yeah. Star Wars. And I feel like Celebration was a really good sort of coming out party for this game, as well as the new trailer for Force Awakens, because yeah. it's it's. There's there's a thing we love, and then there's the bad side of it. Like, we used to love Star Wars video games, but we know that, like, DICE made some bad decisions with, mm-hmm. with, with some games in the past. Mm-hmm. And some people are mad about the Battlefield franchise and the way things turned out. And people were mad about the prequels. And now they're in new hands, and everything's in new hands, and everything's sort of working at the same time. And they're all using this excuse to kind of look back and focus on practical effects. So yeah. there's this kind of redemption that's happening with the films, and it's happening with the games at yeah. the same time. Yeah. And I think it was a good time to see all that together, because uh, all of that energy is it's rubbing off on, on people, right? Yeah. It's, and it's rubbing off on each other. The people who are working on the films are obviously c- collaborating with the people working on the games. And the people yeah. working on the games are bringing it to the audiences who are being like... I get this now. I'm excited again. Yeah. You know? and this is sort of this is our first glimpse at what I mean years ago when when Disney acquired Lucas and yeah. then when we found out EA was sort of going to be the stakeholder of yeah. the Star yeah. Wars games going forward. Yeah. This is the first we've seen of that. Yes. Now, I want to kind of address this and I think a lot of people are with good reason skeptical of EA. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got voted the worst company in the world t- twice in a row. You know? Somehow that they seems... be- keep beating Comcast. Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Um does, has no one ever called Comcast? <laughs> Do you have any idea how bad that is? They gave me Comcast gave me an, um, someone else's account by accident. They like forgot. They don't even. They like it's an account. It's a digital thing. It yeah. should not be a physical thing that you can hand over. But they forgot to erase someone else's personal information. That's, really that's, that's like one of the most Sith Lord things you could yeah. do. Um, yeah, I mean it was, it was yeah. literally the premise of Brazil, yeah. but with Comcast. <laughs> um, anyway, so EA has a ten year license to rent the Star Wars money printing machine. Mm -hmm. And they have to give it back in 10 years, but maybe they don't have to if they do good things with it. Yeah. You know, like Star Wars stuff is going to sell regardless. Mm -hmm. Like it's going to do okay. But I think that kind of LucasArts for a while was kind of just, they weren't really, they weren't really, you know, cranking out the right kind of stuff. They weren't, they weren't making hits, you know? And I think that EA is fully capable of like, making stuff that's really good, but maybe this is the fire that has to be lit under their ass for yeah, them to do it right. Because, totally. like, yeah. I mean, Disney, say what you will about them and they're, they're over-merchandising or the whatever it is. They do take care of their own brands. Like, yeah. they don't they don't kind of, you know, they did do those direct-to-video things for a while. Yeah. Like, Lion King one and a half. The story I heard is that John Lasseter, who's now, like, one of the head dudes there, basically went in and was like, why are you making a CG movie about Tinkerbell and her friends? This is gross. This is something they're going to sell at Walgreens yeah. in six months for $7. Yeah, or Stop now. This. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, you know, I think that with Star Wars, it seems like they're really trying to just really just kind of preserve it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like not in the way where you're, you know, where you go back and add stuff in CG, but really just kind of just keep that keep that thing that made it special in the first place mm-hmm. looking so, good. So two, two of the biggest criticisms I've heard going in and sort of ho- still hovering around this are mm-hmm. number one, and everyone knows, number one, there's no single player. Yes. And that yeah. that hurts, yeah. especially yeah. for someone like me, and I know Max, we always talk about this on the show, and you do too, yeah. about how like I, I really prefer an experience like that. And I think you even said on the show a couple weeks ago that like Star Wars to you is about that immersing yourself into that world mm-hmm. and you lose that when there's some five-year-old kid yelling at his mother through his headset. Yeah, totally. Um, so that that 
that stings, right? And I, I'm a guy that loves single-player campaigns, so that, that kind of hurts to see that go yeah. away. And number two, that there's no space battles, or at least not yet. Yeah, okay. And maybe there will be. But after seeing this demo, me, someone who's like, I'm not a, I'm not really like a Call of Duty, run around in circles, shoot people kind of guy. Mm-hmm. After seeing the, the, the first steps of walking on Endor... So it was, squad. it was gameplay. It wasn't like it was, the trailer that got released. It was, was. It was gameplay. It's it was, the trailer was kind of reflective of what was going yeah, on. Yeah. Like that was still engine. that was still like very very polished. Totally, totally. The actual demo we saw was uh, pre-alpha in-engine gameplay running on a PS4. Yeah. Okay. After after I mean, seeing be, after yeah. seeing the leaves on the ground and and the the ferns everywhere the and the the, the way things just yeah. kind of bend and snap when and when things are running over them the scope of watching like you're in a small battle or you're just kind of sneaking around um, I I mean we might as well describe the demo straight up yeah. you're in a small demo you're sque- sneaking around with your squad you're kind of like do you hear something? What's going on? And all of a sudden, it's like, <laughs> speeder goes by, <laughs> yep. trooper on it, and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. So war opens up, and now they're shooting at you. You're fighting with them. You hear something in the distance, and it's uh, ATST, and he's yeah. just walking towards you. From there, you look up, and like five X-Wings shoot over the the whole field, and you're like, this is this is getting bigger. You look up, there's the Ewok villages, like perfectly yeah. recreated. Yep. You can run up in them. Neenum shows up, and he's got a jetpack. <laughs> like, it's awesome. Yeah. And all of a sudden, there's the Adat Walker in the distance, and he just like comes in every step he takes is like they're shooting at his head. It's just not working. And yeah. they, they they fire up, basically launch like a some sort of thermal blaster into him, nuke him, and then take him down. And then yeah. from there, they run into this bunker, open up the front doors. Your trooper runs around the corner. He thinks he's safe. And you hear the iconic breathing of Darth Vader. He, he's standing there. You start firing at him like crazy. He dodges every single one with, the, with his lightsaber and then kills you. Yes, and it ends. Best. And they're like, yep. Playable Darth Vader. Yeah. So basically, you can switch between third person and first person mm-hmm. anytime throughout anything. Um, it's team based, and I'm sure there'll be like a, a number of different kind of uh, matches that can unfold within that. Sure. Yeah. Um, and and I'm sitting there going like, yeah, there's no there's no single player, but I'm gonna play this game like it is. Yeah. Like just because there isn't like here's the story. <laughs> like I'm on Endor. That's the story. You yeah. know what? Like, um, yeah. You know, know? kind of reminded me of. Destiny, but mm-hmm. way prettier and way bigger and way louder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Destiny also kind of really only has multiplayer. Yeah. Like Destiny doesn't have a story. Star Wars has a story. Yeah. You yeah. know, like that's the thing sure. is that they, they, it, it seemed like they're really not. I mean, Destiny also is extremely derivative of Star Wars. Yeah. Like yeah. it is, it sure. is Boba Fett and General Grievous riding around on speeder bikes together. Like yeah. that's kind of the premise of the game. Yeah. Like, um, if they manage to do something like that, but that does have like little bits of like, Maybe not story or exact campaign, but like context. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The idea that you're playing in the same place together. If it's a like, if it's kind of like an MMO sandbox on Endor. Yeah. I don't really hate that. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I don't know how it's going to work exactly. I think but, I yeah. think it'll be more. It'll be more like. You know, five on five match based stuff. But like mm-hmm. you were saying, like we're both saying, it's, it's basically, you know, Destiny had to invent its own story, and whether mm-hmm. or not you like it, that's that's on them. Titanfall was like, we have a single player mode, but it's, yeah. right? But it's like not uh, really. It's like it's a t- uh, tutorial because you never cared about any of those characters yeah. on a personal level. But like Star Wars has that already. So even when I'm like when I'm just sitting there watching the game, 
there's a story. I know the story because yes. I've seen the. You're, you're bringing in like your own history with these characters in this. Yeah, world which is kind of cheating, but yeah. still, so what? You know, mm-hmm. like it. It looks beautiful, and like if 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 I was playing Titanfall, and all of a sudden halfway through a bunker opened up, and a guy showed up, and he had like this guy with a you know black garbage bag on his head, and he had a light sword, and he started fighting me. I'd be like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah. yeah. But in Star Wars, I'm like, that's Darth Vader. Yeah. yeah. I know him. Yeah. I know how horrible he is. I know what he's <laughs> yeah. capable of, and now he's trying to kill me. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. You know? One thing they also said is that, um, you know, they said playable Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds like it's going to be similar to how Battlefront's done it before where there have been kind of like pickups of, yeah, you know, like yeah. you become like, oh, you can be Yoda for 10 minutes or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I don't know how that's going to work out exactly, but they said that two people can be basically hero villain characters on the same map and then they go head to head and it gets interesting. Yeah. And I don't know what that, what that, that could be super could interesting. Be, yeah, yeah. Cool. I mean, also like if they manage to do something where it's like, in terms of, you know, um, cooperative multiplayer structure, uh, and they kind of ape Destiny a little bit, and then they throw in a little bit of Titanfall with the ATSTs and ATATs, and then uh, just got like the the kind of depth of the world that's capable with like yep. the frostbite. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm pretty into that. You yeah, know, totally. I'm still Me really too. skeptical, um, just because it's it is uh, a game that they're trying to get done for a very very tight deadline, which is November 17th, yeah. which is pretty ballsy, but. And, I mean, they've announced so the, you have the four planets at launch. Mm-hmm. It's yep. uh, Hoth, Endor, uh, Tatooine, and uh, Jakku's coming oh, that's as the, DLC. Uh, that's I like how you say it like with a French Jakku. That's how they've been saying it. I watch those live streams. All Jakku. right, fine. Yeah, I don't know. What's Solist? You know what What's the hell Solist? is the icy lava planet that we've seen, I believe. Like It's, it's, on, the, it's on the Battlefront art. It's like... It's like, what if there's ice? But it, basically, it's Iceland, you know? Yeah. Um, well, that's a jerk planet. So, like, I, I'm i kind of okay with them selling planets yeah. down the line of mm-hmm. sort of, like, here's here, – it's it's 12 bucks and you get to go on this, like, here's Cloud beautifully City. recreated here's Bespin or yeah. whatever. Or like, mm-hmm. here's Coruscant. Here's Dagobah. Although, like, Dagobah is going to be weird because it's such a – What about so that corrupt. garbage planet that IG-88 hangs out at? In oh, uh, Ward Mantel? Yeah. yeah. I'm into that. That planet was dumb. Yeah. Um, I see the thing is I like EA does the worst stuff with DLC. Like they just there's that just inherent sense of like buyer's remorse. DLC is the coolest idea. It is the it is the best idea in theory, but in practice it just gets kicked around left and right. Yeah. And it's like, "Hey, want to spend $90 on 50 DOA bikinis?" and it's mm-hmm. like that's one and a half times the cost of the game yeah. itself. What's wrong with you? Why would you do that? You know? Yeah, like I'm. I, I do like. I like the idea of the, being able to piecemeal pick and choose what I want mm-hmm. from this. And if they go into some planet, like they they go to that dumb Gungan underwater temple or whatever, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be it. like, nah. But if they're like, yeah, we're you know we're going to. We're going to Jabba's Palace, then yeah, I want yeah. in. You know, I, I want to fight all over Jabba's Palace. Also, I want to run around that place because I've only seen a few rooms and it looks <laughs> awesome. Also, there's a other thing is one of the things like EA has had a really bad track record with trying to ship games at a certain point and mm-hmm. yeah. shipping broken games. Uh, how do we feel if basically the reason that we're getting like four planets and one more to come? Is that they're going to be kind of trickling them out and that the, buying the game at launch, the price of admission? Gets you access to all that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is something that, I mean, I like the way that GTA did it, where, like, you get the full thing for free, but hang out a minute, you know? Like, here's the thing we've got, here's the thing we've got ready for launch. We'll I think it in the wild. And I then... think the, the counter argument there is that GTA had, like, a full-fledged single-player game. Exactly. At, yeah. at the yeah. jump. That's a good answer. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've been saying for years, I kind of want to see, I'm, I'm okay with, I, I'd love to see a Call of Duty one year that's, like, 
40 bucks for multiplayer, 20 bucks for single player. But they'll never do that because they can sell $60 both to people who yeah. only play one, mm-hmm. you know? Because mm-hmm. uh, I know a lot of people only play one. It's yeah. multiplayer. Um, but me, I actually prefer, I, I'd rather run through a, a Call of Duty campaign every year. Mm-hmm. So if $20 later, they can piece this out. Like, this sucks because it sounds like we're justifying bad business, but yeah. we're also like, we're tasked with covering the video game industry during a time where this is commonplace. Mm-hmm. Like, EA, it used to be, they were the easiest punching bag when it came to DLC, but like, Ubisoft made some terrible decisions mm-hmm. with Assassin's Creed DLC last year. You know, like, just microtransactions out the ass. You know Can how- I say that? Yeah. And then, there, you know, there's a lot of other companies that do it. Um, mm-hmm. I know, like, Nintendo even. I love them. I, I, I you know, I, I play I play Smash Brothers like crazy. They just gave me Mewtwo for free because mm-hmm. I registered both copies of the game. On the same day, they said, buy uh, skins for your me character for 75 cents each like, or $1.15 no, for yeah. both. And I'm just kind of like... Everyone's doing this now. Like, yeah. Everyone's doing this now. So we have to figure out a way. We have to figure out the right way to, to do it and the right way to cover it and the right way to say this is acceptable. And right now, currently, I'm okay with what they're doing based on what I've seen so far. Yeah. I'm okay with, pay, with paying $60 based on what I've seen so far. Now, the space battles thing, I could see why that's a problem. Yeah. Um, especially if someone like me who's like a, a longtime Rogue Squadron fan. Like I used to play the crap out of yeah. those games on GameCube. Um, I love the fact that you could go on Hoth and you could also go on an asteroid field. Like mm-hmm. if we could do that in GameCube, why can't we do that now? But um, I have a feeling something like that is happening and it's coming. And Yeah, and whether it's DLC or whether it's mm-hmm. – I don't know if this game becomes annualized yeah. or every other year or if that's something that ties into Rogue One, which is yeah, next but, year, which is obviously mm-hmm. a space battle. And that was the interesting centric. thing. Like this, this feels so – it feels so – well designed on the ground right mm-hmm. now like this this actually does feel like a game that is it's you know it's about it's about getting into cover it's about being in squads it's about being on foot running around jumping into this like shield dome thing which is really dope that mm-hmm. like you can hide out in having jetpacking up and hitting somebody mm-hmm. um to strip all of that away and go into the sky i mean i think that would require just it's almost a, a separate game than what yeah. they're building right now yeah um, I mean, it, but of course i'd love to see it yeah i think that um yeah, I th- I think that the fact that they're just calling it Star Wars Battlefront and not Star Wars Battlefront Three. Yeah, I mean this is clearly something something new. You know, they want to make this feel really like a like a new thing. But also, what if Star Wars Battlefront is just a banner that every little like DLC drop or expansion gets put under? You know, I mean, like, yeah. I, I think that there's a there's a model out there that kind of got used for a se- I mean, like the expansion pack model, which. Mm-hmm. You know, we get like that with StarCraft 2 still. They're really the only totally. guys who yeah. I feel yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. or we don't have – you don't have World of Warcraft 2. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it could be very much something like mm-hmm. that. But I'll add I mean, we, um, we, we saw this game running on PlayStation 4. That's what they said. Top yeah. to, uh, that's what they said. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we can believe them. There wasn't just like a giant PC in the background. Yeah. And it, it kind of gave me that moment I had playing Uncharted 3 when you're in the desert when you're like, oh, yeah. oh I – I can control this. Yeah. Like, you know, that part when you're playing a game that looks so good where the character's just standing there and you're like, this is a cutscene, right? And it's like, oh, I oh, can, no, I can yeah. move him. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had that with the moment they showed Endor where it was kind of like, this is a cutscene. Oh, he's looking around. Oh, he's mm-hmm. signaling to. Yeah. Yeah. Then the gun comes out. When the gun came out, everyone just like cheered. Oh, yeah. And third person's there too. Yeah. yeah. Swapping out a third person in first. So there's, there's, I know that's one thing people were worried about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's still, we still have questions, but, um, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll have looks, more on this. Obviously, it, probably at E three. Probably mm-hmm. no matter what they come out with, it still looks pretty. Whether or not it plays well, or <laughs> yeah. we want to play it, is a different story entirely. Yeah. But you know, cross yeah. Our as of right now, it. it's it's the most beautiful Endor simulator I've ever seen. Yep. <laughs> if it go. ends up being more than that, I'll be happy. <laughs> All right. 
On to the next one. A new Vita has been trademarked in Japan. Mm-hmm. It is basically the same as the 2000 model. Call this one the 3000 model for the hell of it, whatever. Yep. Um, it seems like the big addition here is that they have added an HDMI port. Yeah. Yeah. Which means that your PS4 could soon be a Wii U. Yeah. That's uh, what's really interesting is, oh, you were thinking that way. Yeah. Oh, weird. I was thinking the other way. What's what? the other way? I was thinking of, of sending my signal to my TV. That's what I was thinking. Not taking my TV signal to my Vita. That's interesting, too. I mean, it goes either way. Yeah, it goes, it goes either way. I mean, so that's going to be the weird... This sort of seems... It's If it is sending the signal to the TV, then it's going to be like a tethered PlayStation TV. This thing's going to be tethered to your Basically, TV. Yeah. And then, I mean, in theory, you could... Uh, I think through Bluetooth, you could use a PS3 or PS4 controller to control your Vita game on the TV. Y- yes. Yeah. Yeah. That would make some I think sense. so. You've got, yeah. little, you've got a little touchpad there. Yeah. I like. Know. I like the idea of all that coming together. Yeah. So have, what? have you tried? There's have, so much have, cross. Have you guys already? tried yes. playing like games on remote play recently? Like I tried Bloodborne. Yeah. And it because they map the the second shoulder pads are always mapped to the touch buttons yeah. on the back. It's yeah. just like yeah. For a game like that, I, I, you can get it to work. You can work around it, and if you're really good, you're you know. Damn, you're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I like the idea of a, a new a new Vita with a second pair of trigger because that yeah, that would solve that immediately. Is like it's just it's it's in theory it's these like blueprints sort of like uh, schematics and it yeah. does look like it's a, there's a second pair of triggers so you'd have yeah. an L one and L two yep and R one okay. and R two. Okay, well that would make it all pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean that would be great. That would sort of be because we t- we talked about you know recently about like what's the future of the Vita. And, yeah, mm-hmm. and I I feel like instead of a Vita two like I don't I don't look at my Vita I'm like man I wish this was more powerful I'm like no I'm I'm fine with what you are as a piece of hardware yeah like but but. I mean, this stuff all sounds great. You know, second pair of triggers, and, and and especially if they can sort of get their act together with either PlayStation Now or just mm-hmm. better downloadable games. Like if I could download all of these PS2 games onto my Vita, I don't. That'd I, be awesome to roll around with. PS2 I don't even games. think this is something they would just call the Vita Two or anything yeah. like that. I really feel like we're Nintendo's caught onto it and Sony's caught onto it that we are at an. You have to follow the Apple model now, mm-hmm. which is basically like put out. Sort of marginally or somewhat more revised uh, systems every year or so. Mm -hmm. You know, like Nintendo just put out the new Nintendo 3DS. It added a nub and second shoulder buttons and slightly more processing power. But outside of that, and oh, and like Amiibo support. But outside of that, it wasn't really like, it wasn't the Game Boy to the Game Boy Mm -hmm. Color or the Game Boy Advance to the DS. It wasn't a big leap like that. But I don't think we're going to see stuff like that anymore. I think it's going like, Sort of like minor refinements are a good thing, yeah. and that's kind of what the Vita needs. And I know it goes against what I said a couple of weeks ago, which is I want to see a Vita that's kind of more family friendly, like mm-hmm. the clamshell design yeah, and stuff like yeah. that. But I mean, if they are going to double down with their design, making it better and making it feel more like a PS4 controller can't hurt. Yeah, and the Vita, the Vita is sort of more alive and well and vibrant in Japan than it is in the states. Yeah, like I actually saw people playing it when when I was there earlier on in the year. Saw people. Well, it's because they got those the cool skinny colorful ones that are adorable. Yeah, where, yeah. where are skinny colorful ones? Well, they might be on the way. Um, um, yeah, but I mean, I'm I'm interested to see come E3 uh, how much of the PS4 or the Sony press conference is, you know. Is devoted to Vita, like especially when. Yeah, like, I, I think we kind of don't really. They don't, they don't really do that so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even but like, they always have a ton on the show floor. Yeah, like, yeah there's exactly. always like a bunch yeah. out there. Yeah. And they're like, here's the stuff that's going to be trickling out. I remember over that next. last year there was there was like a hundred something Vita games on the show floor. Yeah, but you wouldn't have known that if you would have watched the conference. Yeah, the conference was you know it was torn between the big AAA stuff and then uh, sort of third party. Uh, 
bonds they've created and then indie games and now we're gonna have those and we're also gonna have uh, probably morpheus vr stuff as well yeah so that's a it's a crowded conference so yeah i don't know a lot of people are wondering like hey are we gonna get that infamous game for Vita? are we gonna get that new god of war for Vita? and i'm like i don't i don't know if that's their their game anymore i don't know if that's what sony's planning on doing i think that making it so that they make a game that works on ps4 and you plug an hdmi port into it and then you can just basically just have a long cord and sit on yeah. your couch and the, the, I, I, go ahead. I was going to say the closer they get to that 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 cross by ecosystem yes. of of sort of like I bought this game like I bought Metal Gear Solid the PS One downloadable file mm-hmm. and I can play it everywhere. Yep. I bought this and I can play it everywhere. Yep. I bought a new PS. I, I bought Bloodborne and I'm going to play it on my Vita mm-hmm. in the car. Like yeah. I don't know how well that's going to work. Yeah, if ever. But I mean, I feel like. We are – that's happening in our life, in our lifetime. So this is one step closer to that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it's great. Every time every time I have a game that's cross-buy, cross-save, I'm like, this is exa- – like, this is what everyone needs to be looking at. Yeah. Like, when I, I, I'm i reviewing Broken Age and, mm-hmm. like, the, the complete version on, on PS4, loaded it up, played, like, an hour or two, took my Vita and – Picked up right where I left off. I'm like, this is perfect. Titans yeah, the same that's, way. This is exactly what I want from these devices. That is awesome. Devices. Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, that was what I always – I think Guacamelee was the first game that did that for me. Mm-hmm. Where I was just like, there's no there's no resistance. There's no pushback. Yeah. You know, it's not even – it's easier than transferring music from a computer to my phone. Like, that's yeah. kind of yeah, kind it's of sad, really. It's like, it's <laughs> yeah, like, it really is. It's like you bought a you bought a book. You can read your book at home. You can read your book at the coffee shop. You can read your book on vacation. You can read your book wherever you want. Mm-hmm. It's your book. And I kind of like that idea. Is like you bought your game. It's as long as you own our things, you play. You could uh, play your game wherever you want. Yes. It's it's one of those cool things that like me and my friends and everyone pitched when we were like seven. Yeah, exactly. Because it's just yeah. like, man, imagine you could play you could play Metal Gear at school and go home and just and like have you already beat that boss and it, the game knows <laughs> yeah. it just knows yeah. it just knows it just knows. <laughs> There's a little man inside that yeah. Like I I really hope that that happens. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd love to see more stuff like that. Yeah, big fan of that. Excuse me, just one moment while we take a brief word from our sponsor. Whether you guys are trying to create a blog, website, or an online store, Squarespace is the easiest solution. With an easy-to-use interface, gorgeous templates, and handy 24-7 customer service from actual human beings, Squarespace is the smartest and simplest way to stake your claim to your own little corner of the internet. Are you trying to break into the games industry? Because Squarespace can be used to make a great-looking portfolio, whether you're an aspiring developer or member of the media. Head over to squarespace.com for a free trial today and use the offer code IGN at checkout to get 10% off your order. Squarespace! Build it beautiful! Mass Effect 4 is a game that will happen someday. <laughs> what did you, um, you Christopher Walken here? Christopher Walken. Yeah, yeah. Li- there's a list of papers here. There's a big, the big Reddit. I like how this is all from a survey. Like, what the hell kind of a survey? This just gives most, us much information. This is literally, uh, yeah, three and a half pages of information. Um, what do we learn here? Uh, the next Mass Effect context. Next Mass Effect takes place in the Helios Cluster. It's a cluster of hundreds of solar systems in the Andromeda Gap. Okay. Uh, apparently, it's four times the size of Mass Effect 3. That's a large video game. Uh, there's some there's some uh, mean guys and some space. Mm-hmm. You have to collect resources to fuel your growth. Uh, the big takeaway here is that it's it sounds a lot like Mass Effect mm-hmm. in terms of like, oh, you need to get resources. You're going to upgrade your stuff. You're going to have a, a squad you've got to manage. Uh, but the difference is they have totally destroyed the I mean spoiler alert they totally destroyed the Mass Effect relay so basically yeah. it's kind of a it sounds like it could be sort of post-apocalyptic but in space yeah I mean basically you're rebuilding you're yeah. you're working as it's it is suddenly 
the, the a bold new frontier, which mm-hmm. is really cool. And I, I'm really drawn to that idea. And that's something that Mass Effect never did for me. I never really liked that that sense of just, hey, a bunch of stuff's already in place here. You know, if, yeah. if they make it like kind of a weird like – I mean, if they make it a little Star Warsy, and it's kind of a used future where there's like people are kind of scrappy and yep, they're sort yep. of trying to get by. And, totally. Um, but it's uh, there's there's a multiplayer horde mode that's not yep. really new. Uh, active strike team missions. Well, one, uh, of the, one of the things I really like from here is I like the idea that it, it seems to be pulling a little bit from Dragon Age Inquisition, where it seems like it's very much about sort of building your universe oh, and sort of making things your own. And so you you. You know, as you're exploring these planets, you're meeting new people, you're developing new settlements, and yeah, you're the, sort of, like, you're creating this universe, and you're, like, putting your thumbprint on it, which I really like the I idea like that of. a lot. Also, yeah. just, I th- I think the coolest thing they could do, and, that, and Dragon Age Inquisition did not do this at all, because they were they were trying to half do the kind of, like, let's uh let's sort of uh, start fresh, kind of, like, you're sort of, a, you're kind of a, like a new character, kind yeah, of, yeah. sort of, but, like, it's still, like, assuming that you know some stuff about the universe. Like, there's mm-hmm. definitely parts where they didn't really try to explain much to you. I really hope that they can just treat this like a brand new game. Yeah. And if they can just introduce players like, guess what's happened since the, like, here's what's happened since the last game, but don't assume that everyone knows what a Krogan is, you know? Introduce a Krogan for the first time, like, holy crap, that's a big Gila monster, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, you, you meet him and he's a jerk and you're like, oh, they're like a warlike race. That's cool. Yeah, I'm into yeah. that. Um, and the thing is, is, is that the Mass Effect games are always so like they're so loaded with information. There's so much context and so much stuff there to, to kind of un- unpack. And I, I really respect that. But the means in which you're kind of, in which you eat it, it's not or you don't eat it. But the way it kind of like it, it is given to you, it's very much like here's a, here's a pile of here's a pile of stuff. You know, you like you talk to somebody for five minutes and it's like you unlocked five new codexes and it feels like a, like a high school history textbook versus <laughs> yeah, yeah. versus like a world that you're being brought into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I was watching Empire Strikes Back last night. Surprise. Uh, and there's this, there's that part in there where Luke gets to Cloud City. And there's just this stretch of silence where he's just kind of going through it, you it's know? just like, what the hell is this And it's, yeah. that, it's that kind of show-don't-tell mentality, which is one of the kind of the, you know, cardinal rules of, of cinema, I guess, uh, which I don't think is often enough used in, in video games, you no. know? Like, there's just they just beat you over the head with exposition as opposed to being like... Figure some stuff out for yourself, and then you know we'll have a little thing in your menu that you can look at if you need to. Yeah, read I think. Up, but I think people would be way less prone to skip cutscenes and story stuff if story wasn't so much story like. And then the and then I explain everything to you, or it's two people talking, and one of them's walking away from the other because it's a video game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I really like that the notion of just sort of being like, here's this thing, here's this area, like let it let it. Teach you what you want to take from it rather yeah. than just having to get beaten over the head with, with a yeah. story. Do you think uh, – I mean we, we keep calling it Mass Effect 4. Do you think that's what it's going to be called? I really doubt it. No. They dropped yeah. the three from, from Inquisition. I think that they just – they really want to separate – like that's that's the big problem. And that's – it's kind of amazing that Assassin's Creed has managed to – I mean they've dropped numbers too. Yeah. I uh, guess what else has dropped numbers is uh, – Star Wars. Star Wars and yeah. Marvel because that's the thing is the, the higher the number is, the more people – the more new, new people you're scaring off. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think they're going to call it, you know, probably Mass Effect something. Mass Effect context. Yeah. That numbering thing somehow 
so flies in the Fast and the Furious franchise for some reason. That movie even made though, billions of dollars. Well, even though else they keep that, like changing, I know like, nothing to, else in the convention makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, to me, the uh, the Fast and the Furious movies are like if you have like a DVD series, but mm-hmm. like the, the the labels are like slightly off. There's yeah. like the one. There's always a picture. There's one of the Harry Potter movies on DVD. <sighs> like the title is like lower yep. than the other ones. <laughs> so like you go across your collection. Oh, damn it. Yeah. Uh, active affront to people who notice that kind of stuff. Yes. Um, um, interesting. Yeah. I'm assuming. I mean, do you think again? E3. Like uh, this is definitely not a fall game. Like this is not. No, it, I think yeah. we'll, we'll, if if it is, if it does get anything at E3, it'll be a teaser trailer. People um, love those. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't think we'll get anything this year. Yeah, because it was one of the games. I would see. Yeah, I could see a, a teaser trailer. We had that weird last year at EA's press conference. It was the like design, like behind the scenes docs. On right. A lot of those that games. was so. so awful. Awful. had one. Horrible. It was so <laughs> Star Wars had one. Yeah. Mirror's Edge had one. That's, the, the other. Uh, yeah. Max and one. I were ranting about this the other day. That's it's make the thing and then tell us how it's made. Yeah. Don't yeah. tell us how it's like if you went to a restaurant and the chef came out and was like so I'm going to describe to you what the food is like before you and then you you went back and you had to wait several hours for it to come (laughs) out of the kitchen you're like well that was really kind of insulting here's the photos here's some photos of this cow very young before it became your burger and you're like I don't care I like I love concept art so much but it makes me just livid when it's used as a marketing material because it's like you're maybe you're not even going to deliver on that front. Like it's just show it after the fact. Well, and you're I, like, oh man. I was thinking about this stuff with Star Wars. Like I can't wait until the new one comes out and the new film comes out. And I and I go and if if I fall in love with it, well, like I think I will, which I know I will. I'll go and I buy all the art books for it. And yeah. I'm like, these are all the the character designs they didn't use yet. But this that always felt like, especially at E3. E3 is like the place where you want to be. Like, so is this a new Mass Effect game? And they're just like. We always there's plenty of stories to be told in the Mass Effect universe. I mean, some of them we've told before, and others will be told by other people Using sometimes. Concept <laughs> art and developer diaries to sell your game or to build hype for it is like putting baby pictures on your OkCupid profile. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. This this is wrong. Why would you ever think that is a good yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we hooking up? No, this that. is the time when I didn't even know what hooking up was. But what a <laughs> Who high school! I, in high school, I won several awards, and it was very exciting for me. My parents love me. Here are pictures of my parents too. You can look at them. It's like, what do you look like? Yeah. Who are you? What do you actually that enjoy? That's like bewildered entrepreneur. You guys have created. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We were doing that voice all weekend. Um, it, it's 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 so it's definitely happening. It's definitely coming. Uh, if last year didn't tip us off with their. 10 minute long documentary about what it's like to yeah. imagine space planets I would, then, I'm gonna then make this, a, this is this is it but I'm gonna make a prediction what's I'm gonna up? make a big old prediction I think they're gonna have behind closed doors demos at PAX Prime whoa uh, that's wow. a pretty specific that prediction very specific. but when I is noticed that? Uh, September, August, September. August. yeah, yeah. alright um, I've noticed that you know, publishers and studios frequently kind of develop patterns in terms of how they market stuff and how they, how they present stuff um, yeah I saw Dragon Age Inquisition at PAX Prime, not the last one, but 2012, I think. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they were like, hey, this isn't done yet. You know, it says like pre-alpha all over it. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, they were showing off uh, behind closed doors uh, Shadow Realms, which has since been canned. That was not a real video. <laughs> no. They were like, here's what we got so far. Yeah. And I don't know if they mm-hmm. just do that as kind of like, they show it to some fans and just, they show it to some, uh, I don't think they show Dragon Inquisition to anybody, but I mean, it was, it was yeah. Like, yeah. You know, that, press events and stuff. And yeah. I think that... That could make know, sense because... Uh, if if the game isn't huge at E3, it might be big at Gamescom, which is like a couple weeks before PAX, and that's sort of the time that makes sense. I just hope it's something more than a logo. Anyone can make a logo. 
I and can also make, when it says like make logo, logo subject to change at the bottom, like why did you? Oh why yeah, it's any of just the logo. <laughs> and I was just like, this might not be the actual underneath. Logo. Spice, like it's like even this ain't real, <laughs> sucker. I hate I hate that. Show me wanna, something, you know. If you want to make a Mass Effect uh, logo at home, you can use the font slider, <laughs> and then put a simple light to blue, like blue gradient, blue to yep. white, and just put that on Are there. Are these real? A little yeah. bit of a bevel Shall boss. Notes? A there bevel you go. Boss. I've made had made so many goddamn thumbnails for the Mass Effect logo <laughs> in it. Um, yeah, all right. So uh, then, of course, we've got uh, Bethesda's E3 press conference invite, yeah. which features a bunch of Bethesda characters. Really cool in invite, by the way. Of yeah. Dolby Theater. You don't really see that a lot. That um, that's usually that sort of fanfare is reserved for Christmas cards. Yeah. Which, yeah. Yeah. Um, publishers and, and devs always send out like really cool Christmas really cards cool. in the year, yeah. and it's always like like Rare always has a good one where it's just like. Maybe like they they tease Killer Instinct for like three years in their Christmas cards, just yeah. being like full gore sitting by the fire and Banjo Kazooie's hanging out. You're like, hey, you making a new game? <laughs> also, um, wouldn't Phil Gore murder that bear? He's yeah, angry. I mean that's yeah. not canon at all. No. Maybe he is. Maybe he's cool. Um, but yeah, this is cool. It's a, it's a shot of a theater with a whole bunch of chairs in it, mm-hmm. and there's uh, these kind of like this seat is reserved for, yeah. and it's all of the characters from their games, um, but no one from Fallout. Yeah, which. That's not a huge surprise. Yeah, they've got. They do have. Um, they do have. Uh, I mean, they have things Doom from... Cyber Demon. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's the weird. Like we keep thinking. So this is Bethesda's first conference ever. It's leading off E3. It's six thirty p.m. on mm-hmm. Sunday, so it's starting E3 a day earlier than it ever has before. Like, yep. let's see. We know we're getting ESO. ESO comes out like that. Comes to consoles like either right before, or right after E3. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. They're gonna be they're gonna be hitting hard with that mm-hmm. in that like. It's available now, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. Where it's like, thing. no, we we care about what's coming soon. Uh, uh, we we can pretty much guarantee we're getting something new, Wolfenstein. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, that, know the, that there's the, the, the zombie DLC. Yeah, that, again, that'll well, be helpful. There's then. a standalone game. It's called like the what is it? The First Order. That I thought that was like an. Ex- That's uh, a Star Wars. Uh, no, I'm trying to drive first, the First Order is what's the name of the order, bad guys. The Old Order. The Blood Order. The Blood Order. The Old Blood. Old Blood. There you go. Old Blood. Naming conventions. Old Nazi Blood. Yeah, and then so that explains you know we know that we know there's a new Doom. Yeah, in yeah. some I mean, capacity, which people a lot saw. Of us have. Are we? Yeah, Vince saw, but, but it was only at QuakeCon. He did what we did, where we had to come back and explain it's it to like, a yeah. room full of people. And he's <laughs> yeah. like, "There's yeah. demons and there's bloods and there's a gun." Yeah, guy's butt. And so um, evil. I would. Window and I'm, I'm going to make a bet that Evil Within Two will be announced. Um, what? Really? Yeah. yeah, totally. I really think so. You yeah. think so? Did that yeah. do well? Did yeah, it, it, sold? It, it sold well. Yeah, it sold okay. well. It definitely sold well. Yeah. Um, and the DLC did okay. I mean, it could just be another DLC thing, but yeah. I have a feeling they're going to be like, this is happening. Yeah. It's not happening for a while, but it's happening. Yeah. Now, I mean, the Dishonored one is interesting. Too. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, that would be... that's. That show, seeing seeing new stuff from all of these games, especially Doom, but then getting Dishonored 2 would be probably yeah. a big enough show for them. Yeah, um, I but, mean... If you don't, if they don't say something about Fallout, they're going to piss people off. Yeah, I mean, those are the, sort of the three things I think they have to hit on: are show Doom, mm-hmm. say something about Dishonored Two that we assume is what what uh, Arcane in Texas is working yeah. on. Yeah. There's also Arcane in Leon. There's also Prey Two, maybe. There's also sort Prey of Two if that still exists. About. But I mean, you uh, like I think them not including anything Fallout on this card. Is like a direct like. I think they like to mess with Fallout they, fans. Yeah, they're, they're, they're I think they so really awful. actually enjoy it. Um, Pete Hines, who's like the head of marketing for, mm-hmm. for Bethesda, I love him. He's like this. Um, 
he's he just loves sports. Like he's like a total jock, and he's like running this. Like he's running the 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 PR stuff for like yeah. one of the one of the nerdier you know studios yeah. publishers. And you can get like you can be the first to know about some of the coolest announcements. Like at the keynote, it's like you know he'll tease images out, like he'll put images out, and people are always like, "Is it Fallout?" Is it Fallout? <laughs> but to follow him, you also have to follow every other, like, hockey and soccer update yeah. possible. Yeah. So it's just, like, a barrage <laughs> of, like, sports stuff. And then it'll be like, here's an image from Dishonored. You know, like, oh, whoa, I didn't whoa. see that before. Where, yeah. where did that come from? Yeah. And it's like. I love that. That's yeah, it's it's weird to think that there was an error. I think it was, it was when I started working here um, a couple years ago where there was Fallout stuff constantly. Yeah. Like all the time. We just got DLC all the time. Three, Colin Moriarty, who used to host his show, obviously, uh, he wrote the the guide for Fallout 4. And it was like – or for 3. For 3, I'm sorry. Yeah. And he sat – it was funny because he sat next to me and for a year straight, I heard the music from that game. And I heard him fighting and shooting monsters and stuff like yeah. that. And he wrote a, he wrote the guide. Our wiki guide for that game is a book. It is a yeah, damn hundreds novel. Hundreds of thousands of words. A, it's like a 20,000 page book about <laughs> about how to kill radiated mutants <laughs> in Fallout. It's insane. <laughs> like the, the fact that that man didn't snap or anything is a testament to how patient he is. How yeah. do we know he didn't? Maybe he did. He <laughs> might have quietly. He oh hit, yeah, no, he <laughs> I'm not sure. He hit Portillo. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it's a... Uh, that is really incredible. That's a, yeah. that, that game is – I've played that game – I think I did like two and a half playthroughs of that, yeah. mm-hmm. which is like I don't usually replay games in their entirety, but I definitely was like, I'm going to get back in there. And there was always a sense of like there's stuff I haven't seen over here. Yeah. Have what, I, what the hell have is that? Have I ever that? told you this story, this story on the show? I guess I haven't. I, about how I played that game like a homeless guy? No. <laughs> What so basically, so you play if, that game like if no, if you if you play that game without knowing what you're doing, you basically uh, just uh, you bypass most of the towns because you don't have any money and you can't do anything, and you just end up in sewers and then walking to like the downtown DC area, uh, and you pick up everything. You get addicted to drugs, and uh, basically, ha- I I got to. I got to like halfway through the game before I had a gun that could kill anyone. I just ran from everything and just like picked up coins and scraps and got addicted to everything. <laughs> Were you enjoying this? You know, just eating garbage off the floor and picking up like old radiated spoons and, and, and stuff like that. And I was fighting one of those guys who were up on one of the towers, like the really heavy gunners. Mm-hmm. And he slipped and fell. <laughs> And died, and I got his gun, which is like a sort of like halfway through the game type of gun. Yeah, yeah. And I ran out in the countryside, addicted to drugs, like, ah! <laughs> and shot everyone. Yeah. And then I died, and I was like, okay, that was a wrong way to play this, but that's awesome, awesome. that they let me yeah, do that. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, that's a, that's such a that's a game that lets you totally experiment, yeah. and get weird. I told about killing that whole family of people in yep. Vampire yep. Town or yep. whatever. It's just, it's I love that. I really hope that they, I mean, they're not they're not gonna. They're not going to break that, you know? Yep. Like Skyrim was the same way where you can kind of just get weird, you know? Yeah. You're just this horrible screaming man who runs around in fur underwear. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> horrible but we got We got Fallout 3 and then we got a bunch of different DLCs and it seemed like that would never stop. And then it did for long enough for us to be like, where the hell is it? So yeah. I yeah. hope this is I hope this is a sign that something's happening. Love That's it. pretty cool. Yeah. We got a lovely email. Yeah. Emails. This email says... Dear Beyonders. Beyond. That's us. Sorry about the secret wars. First of all, I would I want to say I love the new show, and it makes traveling to college for over one hour and a half bearable. Thank you. I've actually I had a one and a half hour commute to community college myself. That oh, is that not sounds, fun. That Thanks for lengthy. listening. Wow. I recently a, dusted yeah. off my PS2 and started playing X-Men's Legends 1 and 2 again. These games have been 
two of my favorite games of that generation. Thinking of the nostalgia, I started wondering, with the new Avengers movie coming out next month, will there be any good superhero games in the nearby future? What were are your favorite superhero games, or do you prefer, and do you prefer Marvel or DC? Beyond, and thank you from Imuden in the Netherlands. I was thinking Nordy. about this the other it's day. Um, it's really odd that uh, we're not getting movie licensed games like we used to. We yeah. used to just get bad ones, mm-hmm. and now we get none. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. Well, like the Dark Knight, no, no. Dark Knight Returns didn't get a game, it got an iOS game. That's yeah. insane to me. That's what On, we get now. Yeah. yeah. On Super Nintendo, we would have gotten a hundred games. Like there would have been a Genesis game yeah. that was that had its own set of levels. Like yeah. there would have been a bad PS One game. It was it would have been a, a, a one-on-one fighting game in the in the Mortal Kombat engine or something. We yeah. don't even get those anymore. Yeah. It weirds me out. There were no console Avengers games, no console Hunger Games games, Crazy. no console Twilight games. Like all of that is just super weird to me. Like where uh, what, what did you offer Twilight? Like a, a similar where you kiss a wolf? A smoo- like, <laughs> a wolf. I want, I want Twilight <laughs> baseball. Have you seen Have you seen that movie? When they play baseball, have you seen that movie? when the vampires play baseball and no. it's really weird and cringeworthy yeah. and embarrassing mm-hmm. all the base all the vampires are really strong and fast so they're just like basically playing dragon ball z baseball yeah. but looking all sexy and yeah and they listen they to paramore it. while they do it yep. yeah it's yeah. uh it's it's a really funny scene and it would make a great terrible video game to play yeah. i want i want to play like a game that's like buster bust loose where everything's just a little bit every every level a little different remember that game yeah. the um, tiny tunes game it it bums me out that the <laughs> the oh, last demand <laughs> I have a place for people like you. It's called Craigslist. You should call it's called a loony band. On there. No, it bums me out that the last few Spider-Man games haven't been yeah. phenomenal because I feel like um, maybe was so good. Maybe it was kind of smoke and mirrors, but on the PS2 uh, back then, I kind of liked. I think it was Spider-Man Two. Spider-Man Two, oh, was yeah, awesome. no, was which was yeah. yeah, it was, and it was just like it was. I, I'm like I love New York City, and yeah. I love being able to fly around that city. Even though there were parts where you can go over the river and just start shooting webs in the air, and they didn't connect like, to anything. It was like I'm flying. Yeah, <laughs> they were just planes. And, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, just in the right. Yeah, there's, there's always just helicopters waiting for you. Um, I think that's actually how they explain that. <laughs> um, and then they they sort of like. They kept trying it and trying and trying it, and it it was it, it was kind of like it went on the same kind of arc as like the Tony Hawk games, mm-hmm. um, where they were just like, well, that was Activision. The same it was time. yeah, it was time the time. same. Yeah. It was the same time, and they, they just lost a little something each time. So I'd love to see that come back. Um, we're getting we're getting a new Batman game, but it ha- I don't think it has anything to do with the film. I don't no, think anyone's no. expecting it to. No. You know, yeah, but those are as far as superhero games go. Like that's the best thing we have going for yeah. us right now, yeah. which is weird because like DC in the movie realm obviously is way well, far behind Marvel. So yeah, that's definitely true. Is DC yeah. is not on like the Marvel versus DC like competition right now is fascinating mm-hmm. because like I would say that DC is doing way better with uh, with animated movies with video games. Uh, and I, eh, kind of, kind of cr- close draw, but I would say DC is doing better with toys and collectibles. Okay. What about uh, TV? Um, it's like Gotham versus Daredevil. They definitely have the edge there, I think. But it's really? like it's I don't know. I mean, they, they're not their stuff isn't connected. You know, like I think yeah. the Daredevil was kind of a, a huge. That like, was that was their that was like the difference is is like DC's like. Here's the Flash and Arrow and Gotham City. These these are some of our like big properties yeah. that we're putting on like CBS and the WB. The WB. I'm still gonna call it that. I'm C-dub, call it C-dub. The C-dub. Remember that um, frog? Remember yeah. that WB frog? I will never forget that. He frog. made me uncomfortable. That was a great frog. Anyway, um, they're doing that. Meanwhile, like 
Marvel's like, eh, we've got Agent Carter and like Agents of Shield. Like it's mm-hmm. kind of it's they're not putting their best foot forward on yeah. TV because they're like, we'd rather save that for the movies. You know, yeah. why is there Dare, a flash Daredevil was or... definitely their baby steps for that of being like, we have a guy and he's going to address the yeah. uh, something bad yeah. happened in New York once in the Avengers film, but yeah. uh, we'll walk around that yeah. hole. Uh, really bad. Watch that first, ep- first episode and they referred to the incident and I for twenty minutes I thought they were talking about nine eleven. Yeah. Well, Until I got brought it up and they were like, nah, the person I was watching was like, no, they're referring to the if Battle hole, of New York. I was like, hole, oh. A hole in the, in the sky above Times Square open and aliens flew into it. Like, I, I think that would probably were... get a little bit, uh, it would be a little bit more of a thing people get a fuss about than yeah. 9-11, you know? Well, Not to discount 9-11, but yeah. yeah, that would be definitely fresh in everyone's mind. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, on to video games. Yeah, I think that uh, Arkham Knight, like mm-hmm. DC is like doing awesome stuff there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also had, uh, I mean, Injustice was fabulous. It was a yeah. fantastic game. Totally. Um, yeah, they had that. They had that MOBA. They had DC. They've got uh, Infinite Crisis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we got DCUO. Yeah. Uh, Marvel. Meanwhile, they've got Marvel Heroes, which is kind of like Diablo with mm-hmm. uh, you know free to play. Yep. Marvel superheroes. Yep. I haven't actually ever bothered checking it out, um, but I, I like I like the idea of it. But at the same time, it's like. I do miss that like large scale stuff. Like, yeah. You know, yep. The uh, Activision did the Deadpool game, which was surprisingly fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that could have been. Oh yeah, that's right. That yeah. was that was that pretty good. Should have been way worse than it was. Yeah. Yeah, it could have been better, but it should have been way worse. I, You're I totally heard, right. I heard a rumor. Totally like this is I don't know this is like a, somebody muttered this to me at a party or something, <laughs> but I heard that this was like uh, they cut about half of that game. I know they cut specifically. They cut like half the dialogue in that yeah. game because most, of, a lot of it was ad libbed. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Nolan North told us that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. that he would just they would he would go in there and they would just be like, "Here's what you have to do. Like, here's your vegetables. Now your desserts on you." And he would just basically make stuff up. That's and awesome. they were like, "That's great. We're keeping that, that or we're cutting that." Yeah. Or that was a surprisingly fun game. That was, yeah. Um, but then yeah, I mean, Activision's got Spider Man, and they just kind of like, I think a lot of it has to do with just do they really want to take the chance of of throwing like millions of dollars at uh, a licensed property when they could just sort of like they can just do the iPhone stuff, you know? Yeah. yeah, I get the I get the impression that Disney is gearing up and sort of like sort of starting something big, and they realize how much money they make off the the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and they realize they could tap into the video game market as well, mm-hmm. like outside of stuff like Disney Infinity with the Marvel sets, and I think they're going to be creating some sort of an internal gaming division where we're like hey we are going to take control of yeah. these properties ourselves and we're going to make sure we're not going to dilute the brands by having mm-hmm. a crappy I mean, avengers game come out yeah, that's like the, oh in the this meantime, is awful they've got disney infinity to yeah totally totally it's smart i remember i remember stuff. like yeah. i went to go see the matrix reloaded or whatever and i ran home and i, I bought enter the matrix yeah. it was a bad game yeah but i had a good time playing it because i was just like i i, I don't want to go back to that movie theater and see that same thing again but i love that universe in the same way i spent the weekend celebrating star wars mm-hmm. and i came home and i'm like what star wars games can i play right now like what star wars movies should i watch right now mm-hmm. what merchandise should i buy like i got bit by that bug yeah, yeah. and now it's inside me until christmas and yeah. when that happens it, more babies will be planted inside from that same <laughs> What's bug happening? and then i'll burst into flames <laughs> spiders will crawl out of my mouth um but it sucks that i if i go see batman i got i went to see the last batman movie dark knight returns and i was like what do i have to play on ios game where i have to control it with like swipes and taps like why am i why am i doing this why isn't this on consoles why am i not running around like a full batman game based on this movie Mm -hmm. like why can't i punch Mm -hmm. bane on my ps3 yeah yeah stupid so i hope i hope I, i hope everyone understands that this is all the, all of this, all these parts of the world have to come together. I think the coolest thing that Marvel could do with what what they've got going on is have um, 
have a game that's just a game, you know? Yeah. Like have one of their properties that they're like, here's one. We are breaking this out. It's not based on a movie, but it's like maybe that's somebody that if if it's popular enough gets gets their own movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's kind of sort of what's happening with Deadpool, but that's all kind of Fox has got yeah. the rights to that. I think that, you know, having uh, – yeah, like I don't, I don't know what character they would do that with, you know, because they're kind of really just pulling from all over. Yeah, but like, it'd be really, it'd be really cool to have somebody like. Um, I, I keep thinking like Iron Fist, you know, like kind of like yeah, a yeah. deeper, a deeper cut, but yeah. really just build the game around the character as opposed to trying to just shoehorn somebody into a game. Yeah, and be definitely. Like, Here's the thing. Yeah, I play a power pack game. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. Um, also, if you you should check out, we'll put it in the uh, in the the show notes. Um, we just posted a feature, like eight of us, a group feature on uh, what we'd like our sort of dream Avengers game to be. I said a Telltale game. Yeah, that's what I say about everything. Wow. I said like Avengers I want to tell game, like the Civil War storyline through sure. just dialogue choices. Avengers game where you can't hit anybody. Yeah, and actually feel like you hit them. Yeah, that sounds terrible, Marty. <laughs> the worst part of Avengers when it's they cool. talk to each other. That's the best part I of like the Avengers. They, I like when they hit each other. No, I like when there's banter. It's like an episode of Gilmore Girls. I like, David I like my favorite David kind of banter <laughs> is the kind where there's a slight pause Bruce between banter. each person talking. You know. Yeah. You got to spin a small wheel around. Um, you're, all right. You're an animal. Beyond, this announcement of a new Deus Ex game has brought to mind a question that I don't think I've heard anyone speaking about. Deus Ex Human Revolution ended with giving the player a choice about how the future of that world would take shape. In the new game, the devs have chosen which of those endings is canon and have thrown out the other ending. Other games have done this recently as well, such as Infamous Second Son and Star Wars The Old Republic. What do you think of this phenomenon? Personally, I think it sucks. Thanks, London. Yeah, I think it sucks too. I'm totally with you on that. I hate the split canon crap that comes from giving players the illusion of choice Mm -hmm. in in video games like it's why and i won't spoil a thing here but it's why i absolutely love the last of us because it ends with them just being like here's our ending you can't go back and get a good or a bad or a different one there are no moral choices Mm -hmm. that you can alter Mm -hmm. here um it's just what it is so if they ever make a sequel to that game it'll pick up with where the writers left off and not where i left off or not, yeah, or not where, because that's like what what London's referring to is like I completely agree with that. Where it's like, this is my ending to the game, and then a sequel comes out, and we're like, well, no, actually, this was the real ending. You got the fake, which ending. is what exactly what they did with Infamous. Yeah, you yeah. know, and especially the the last one had the same thing, where it was mm-hmm. just if you play good or bad, like a, a character lives or dies. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they do another, if they do a sequel to that story, and they're like, hey, Delson's back, and he's hanging out in Seattle again, and he's got to go fight some, yeah. Guys that love coffee. But he ended up the is that what Seattle's all yeah, about? Totally. It's just the people with guitars. And... <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Um I don't know which version of it's gonna pick up. And it's it's gonna have to be like you're walking in the to play and it's gonna be like, Are you bad? Were you bad? Are you a bad boy? And you're like, yeah. And like, here's the bad ending. Yep. Uh-oh. It starts off at a funeral. I like I, – again, let's start off with the question, are you a bad boy? <laughs> yeah. Who's a bad – are you yeah, a good I'm, boy? I'm, who's a good boy? <laughs> Do you want the good ending? I yes, just want a game do. that's called Are You a Bad Boy? Yeah. <laughs> Those bad dudes have grown up. They're bad boys now. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is that what happens when you grow up? That's actually know. a prequel. Yeah. Um, yeah, so – But yeah, I'm, I don't know. I, I guess I'm with you on that. I think the, the – I think it's, it stems from this this – your actions having an effect in, in games, you know? Like mm-hmm. that's sort of always been – like there's kind of a – that good ending, bad ending mentality has always been like one of those things in games that I, I really loved, you know? Like the fact that it's like, which one did you get? What happened? Did you give in to Revolver Ocelot's, you know, interrogation? Mm-hmm. Oh, you should try it again because you got to do this differently because this thing happens. Mm-hmm. Um, or like, you know, you play any fighting game. Everyone's got a different ending, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, that I like. I, that, yeah. I, I can get with that, but it's not like 
Johnny Cage gets a different ending in Mortal Kombat if he only punches people in the dick the entire yeah. time. And they're just like, sure. man, this guy is really weird. <laughs> <laughs> you, get the, you get the Shao Kahn, he's just like, you can take it, but you're just like, this can, is you not, can you just not do that? <laughs> That's so weird. Like I realized we created this. You're a this. great fighter, but you're sick in the head. <laughs> I like that he created this tournament in, yeah. in another world. He's like, this is too weird for me, dude. Like you're just yeah, you, like, you took this to a different level. I really like your acting films, but this is just gross. You gotta stop doing that. <laughs> no, that's that. I I get that. I get the multiple endings thing. I guess it's always like I remember playing a game, uh, True Crime, right. It was that game that was that became the Sleeping Dogs, yeah, Streets yeah. of L.A. Isn't or whatever. Is there just like a dragon at the end or something? Yeah, it, well, it doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> but you you play a you play a cop, and if you want to be a corrupt cop or not, you just you can you can play a cop. Yeah. But it's basically there's this wheel that goes left to bad and right to good. Mm-hmm. But you're always just kind of fluttering around in the middle because you're kind of like I'm a good cop. I'm going to save this guy. Also, I can't drive, so I killed three people by accident. <laughs> so don't tell the force. Yeah. But I'm mostly a good dude, so I'm going to get a good ending. But and during my good ending, I'm sitting there going, yeah, I killed a lot of people by accident. <laughs> and I'm a cop. Yeah. So you never really like – even when I play Infamous, it's just like, oh, man, you, you, you helped a lot of people. But you killed five? Yeah. But you saved seven. Yeah. What a good boy. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Who's a bad boy? Yeah. Not you. It never works like that. It's it's like it's like trying to play GTA with like you're a, a normal upstanding citizen. You wait at the lights and stuff. Like, like eventually you're just gonna be like ah! and yep. snap and kill a <laughs> drive over somebody. Yeah. People also do get mad about like when something doesn't have replay value. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And it's kinda like that's one of those things you have to compromise. Like I kind of I don't mm, I'm really torn on this, actually. Like, I yeah. don't know. What to, I, I don't. I don't think it sucks. I'm actually really a huge proponent of developers like being like, we want to do this thing, like because we want to, mm-hmm. because this is the, this is the thing we are inspired by. Yeah, like, we yeah. want to follow this route. You know, maybe they had some focus group study that was like, this many people chose this answer, and people just voted on the plot for the next game. Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. I don't know that, but th- that's. Also kind of interesting because it's trying to make the game that most people want based on which, how they played the first game. You know, which, which does which does happen but. a lot with movies, right? With like they'll show a movie to a, to a bunch of test audiences and mm-hmm. they'll be like, that ending was terrible, and they'll be like, okay, we're gonna rewrite the entire thing. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. But with video games, I, like I keep saying, The Last of Us. Like I don't think anyone, I've never heard anyone go like, The Last of Us sucks because it doesn't have good replay value. Yeah. Like doesn't no need one it. Says that. You yeah. know, it was like fifteen hours long and the ending was amazing. Yeah. Deal All with right. it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, speaking of endings, it is now the time for the ending of the show. Before we go, we got a few of the new games that will be coming out for your PlayStation machines. Did you say nude games? The nude, all live, hot nude games. <laughs> you can play them with your, uh, yeah, PlayStation. Um, Assassin's Creed Chronicle China is coming to PS4 digital. Yeah. That is that cool one where it's a side scroller that could go so well, but those things can also go so wrong. Yeah. I'm so curious, how do we find out? The game, uh, Vince Ingenito is reviewing the game. Uh, the review may or may not be up by the time not you, you listen to this. I'm not. No, I previewed the game and then I'm reviewing Broken Age now, so I couldn't. Got uh, it. Yeah, because you've been it. you've been doing our Assassin's Creed stuff for yeah, a while for now, the last right? couple of years. Yeah. Uh, I, I played a couple hours of the game. I like it. Um, it's it plays a lot like Mark of the Ninja. I don't like it quite as much as Mark of the Ninja, which isn't. Yeah, super bad because Mark of the Ninja is incredible. Yeah, sure. um, but, but definitely like if you like this series, especially now, it's sort of a slow time. It feels for very, games. very Prince of Persia. I'm into it. Feels it. very Prince of Persia. The, okay. Uh, the the future installments seem interesting. Yeah. All the 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 third one, you are Russian during the Bolshevik cool. Revolution. Speaking yeah. of Russian, you're gonna be Russian through some stuff <laughs> in Infinity Runner, which is coming to PS4. That was get this, decent. It's a, it's a clever thing they're doing. The Infinity is the largest spaceship ever built by mankind. 
So you have, you're not, it's not an infinite runner. You're just running through something called the infinity. Uh, however, there's a werewolf on it or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think you get chased by something. Yeah, it looks like there's a werewolf in the picture. All right. Here's one coming out. It's called LA Cops. Uh-oh. All right. That's coming to PS4 digitally. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> really? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Are you I sure it's I, not a French thing like I La Cops? Uh, this I think I saw this one actually. This one actually looks gorgeous. It's got this very kind of like seventies like sleazy art style. Oh, like okay. The graphic here has a cup of coffee and a donut and a badge and a gun. All right, I'm back in. Uh, Oddworld Abe's Odyssey, new and tasty, is coming to PS3. I believe that's a three way cross buy. So if you already bought it on PS4, you should maybe have access to it. Yeah. Which I think I I think a bunch of, we all most of us got it for free a couple Codes. months ago. Yeah, cool. Through, well, there you uh, go. Through I'm not sure if that I'm not sure if that carries over. I'm curious. What about Shovel Knight? Shovel Knight's coming out. Alpha, Alpha, Alpha. Which <laughs> damn turn? We got to talk about Sayonara Umihara Kawase Plus, which is completely reworked. <laughs> we had to talk about that before Shovel Knight. Are you kidding me? It's about a really super sexy twenty-year-old backpacking Japanese sushi chef armed with a fishing rod. And she's, she's she's real scandalous on all the on all the art, but it's like a cute little platformer where she's just like a little cartoon. Like it's, I don't. Sayonara, it's always weird when they do that. Where they're like, "Here's the sexiest character on the cover," and you play the game, and you're like, "This looks like this looks like Gex." What am I doing? <laughs> All right, and then of course there's Shovel Knight coming to yep. PS4, PS3, and Vita. It is digital three-way cross-buy, and it is game that was almost game of the year yeah. last year. This yeah. is exciting cross-buy. It's cross-save. Super uh, hopper, Kratos jumping. is in it. Yeah, uh, you get, and then there's a bunch of DLC down the line that's going to be free. Yeah, which uh, I played at PAX. The Plague Knight, and it's awesome. Um, you're probably people looking at this game. This is what I hate. People look at games like this and they go, "Oh, it's really simple and it's really basic because it's got this 8-bit art style." Mm-hmm. This is one of the, the maybe they're basic. Yeah, Ooh. they are basic. This is this is actually one of the more deep platforming games I've ever played. Yeah. Um, it's got like this kind of. Um, Minor RPG system to it. Uh, it's it's got great nods to Mega Man, Super Mario Three, Ducktales, yeah, tons totally. of classic games, and I, I feel like it really holds up on its own too. And the DLC is great. The DLC legitimately lets you play as one of the bosses, and it mm-hmm. legitimately changes the way the entire game plays. So like, it 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 feels like you're playing a. It's like it's like going from one NES platformer game to another yeah. by switching these characters. What I didn't know is that that Plague Knight's only the first of three free DLCs. Ooh. That King Knight's getting his own DLC and uh, Spectre Knight's getting his own DLC. What about also, Wayne Knight? Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> he got bit by that raptor. He got All stuff right. You guys can take that. Run with it. Yacht Club uh, Games, yeah. that's for free. They're also doing uh, a gender swap <laughs> mode, which is kind of cool. So Shovel Knight becomes a girl and Shovel Knight becomes a boy. I think that's cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. So there you go. There are your games for this week. Uh, go play them. And if you want to, uh, you, you two have not been doing your book club reading uh if you missed yeah, it we are doing a book club thing where we play games that are still free playstation plus games one of them is monster bag for the playstation vita and the other one is asura's awakening sorry not asura's wrath <laughs> you don't have to play that if you don't want to but you do have to play Aura's awakening that's out for ps3 and ps4 and should be free if you're playstation plus remember we're all gonna mm-hmm. play it and talk about it we're gonna do next it. time i'll make you dummies play the game next fine time. as always i'm max scoville Brian Altano is Agent Bizzle on Twitter. Marty is McBiggity. Yes. Thank you all for watching slash listening. May the fours be with you. (laughs) Fiaros. Beyond. 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 Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I want 
wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.